Good evening and welcome to the ninth episode of the Father's Night Podcast. Joining me tonight will be Mr. Danian Smith. Danian and I will be discussing his divorce and why he hasn't seen his one and only daughter in seven years. Again, thank you for joining me for episode nine. I am your host, Tanya Shell. Good evening and welcome to the ninth episode of the Fathers Ain't Podcast. Of course, I am your girl, Tanya Shell. And joining me tonight is Mr. Danian Smith. Danian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, tonight, we're going to discuss your situation. Um, hopefully, someone hears this and we can get you the help that you need. Uh, but before we get into it, tell me, who is Mr. Danian Smith? Um, uh, lifetime Baltimorean. <laughs> I'm working um, um, for the state for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've been a criminal justice professional for 25 years. Okay. Um, I've only been married once. I've only got that one child. And um, because of some difficulty with my, you know, between me and my ex-wife, we had to adopt. Okay. So that's not my actual biological daughter. Okay. But it doesn't change the situation. Okay. So obviously we're here to discuss... Uh, a situation involving your adopted, is this a daughter or son? A daughter. Okay, your adopted daughter, who is how old now? Now she will she will be 11 on the 1st of January. Okay, and how long has it been since you've seen her? I haven't seen her since she was four. Wow, and could you please tell us why that is? Well, while actually before we got divorced, uh, we were, uh, everyone was still here in Baltimore and she got a job uh, in another state down south, several states away. Okay. So while she was in that state, that's when we got divorced. And part of our divorce decree was that she would bring, we would meet halfway because we have um, both have family in the same town in North Carolina. So we would go down and uh, I would visit my daughter down there several times a year. Then I would be able to visit her at her home state and uh, for two weeks during the summer uh, and alternating between Christmas and Thanksgiving, I was supposed to get her in Baltimore. That never occurred, not once. Several times I went to visit her in North Carolina. I also visited her in the town of Alabama they were in she was working in Alabama. Okay. But in the interim, she got married. Okay. To someone who I've never even spoken to on the telephone. Okay. I've never met him. He won't travel here. Um, when I would go there, he wouldn't be around. And then they moved to even further to Tennessee. And when they moved to Tennessee, I haven't been in contact with them since. Wow. So, okay. So I want to start from the beginning. So clearly you said because of some issues, you two decided to adopt. Right. Um, so I'm just going to assume and ask you, 
So you did sign a paper saying that I am this child's father. Correct. Just to be clear, that was okay with you. Right. Okay. So um, when this happened, when y'all got a divorce, uh, first, let me ask you this. Are you currently on child support for this child? Yes. Yes, most assuredly. So you're paying child support for a child that you have not seen since she's since four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when the divorce decree was put in place, was there anything put in place as far as the visitation for you and the your daughter? Yes. Or I, was, I was supposed to get her uh, two weeks. In the summer, okay. uh, we were supposed to um, switch off every Thanksgiving and Christmas. Every other Thanksgiving, I would get her. Every other Christmas, I would get her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were supposed to, several times a year, she was supposed to make her available to me and my family in um, Fayetteville because it was halfway between our houses and we both had family in that city. Mm-hmm. So we were both uh, were frequent that city anyway. So it worked out. And then I would take a note with my family and then she would have it with her family. We'd be in the same city. It wouldn't be a thing. It was, you know, at that time, everything was still really cordial. Mm-hmm. So there was no difficulty. But uh, she's never been to Baltimore since the day she left. And uh, once... <sighs> Once she started dating her new husband, he wouldn't meet me. I would go down south to visit my daughter and he wouldn't be there and would stay away. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to speak to this man. So do you feel like your ex-wife's change of everything, do you think this has anything to do with her new marriage? Yes, we were cordial, you know, at one point. We, we spoke to each other, you know, pleasantly. I was, I would still speak to her family, mm-hmm. you know, but then, you know, she, she blocked my brother on Facebook so that none of my family could see, you know, my, that's, her, that's his, his niece, his only niece. Mm-hmm. So he would try to reach out to them and ask if she wanted anything for Christmas or her birthday. And because my family was reaching out to her, she blocked my family on all social media platforms. Okay. And then made her and my child unavailable to me and then moved to an entirely different state. I found out that they moved to a different state because of a mutual friend. Let me know. They noticed it on um, social media. So have you tried to reach out to any of her family? Are you blocked from her family? I don't associate because of because of the uh, difficulty that we broke up. I'm not on good terms with any of our family. Okay. We were together for 15 years and her mom passed and I found out on social media and nobody reached out and let me know. Okay. And we were like family. Our families used to interact with one another without us being present. And then it went to the point where people didn't interact at all. So, uh, I'm sorry. Um, what steps have you taken so far to alert the courts of this situation to let them know like, hey, I haven't seen my daughter since she was four. She's obviously not complying with what was put in place through your system. Um, have you, 
I would assume you've already done that. In the first state. Okay. And I had things moving in one direction. But then I couldn't get in contact with them anymore because they moved to yet a different state. So now I had to start all over again because I don't know how to actually contact them. So, so now I have to get a lawyer. I have what I basically have to do now is mm -hmm. have to get a lawyer that is uh, versed in interstate matters mm -hmm. because the divorce occurred in one state. The the marriage was in one state. The divorce was in another state. The the uh, adoption was in yet another state, and they currently live in yet another state. So it's kind of complex. Okay, so can I ask why all of these things took place in a different state? Because you got married in Baltimore, correct? We got married in Baltimore. The child was born in South Carolina, so we adopted her from South Carolina. Okay. When we got divorced, she was living in Alabama. Now they live in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's a little complicated. So you have to, so you're telling me that you have to get a lawyer in Tennessee, or can you hire a Baltimore lawyer that can work in any state? That's what I have to get. And again, that's actually, I didn't think it would be this pricey, but I'm going to really have to come out of pocket because that's not something that most lawyers can do competently. They'll take your money and try, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to put it out there until I find someone who I'm completely comfortable with because I don't want to have to go through but a lot of people go, they'll find any lawyer that said they're a divorce lawyer or uh, someone that specializes in custody. And then you go through an entire process and then the process fails because they weren't really versed in everything they needed to be versed in. Right. Wow. Um, I've, I really like your story is, you know, I, I hate to hear this seeing as though that she's 11 and you haven't seen her since she was four. That's heartbreaking to me. Um, I do want to ask you about you personally. And I want to know how this situation has affected you and how you uh, just handle things and situations and even your mental health. It was very devastating at first because... We were in the process of maybe trying to work things out, but that was just a ploy. She had already filed everything. Mm -hmm. And then I was oblivious to the fact that she had actually filed everything and she filed. And since I wasn't interacting with the courts, it was just like I had abandoned my family. Okay. So when everything came down, I had no track record dealing with the courts. She had a lawyer. I didn't know what was going on. By the and it was in an entirely different state, and everything was going by mail. And by the time I actually got caught up on everything, it was already a done deal. Do you have other kids? No. Okay. Wow. Um. So as far as the child support, have you ever have you? Is your child support based in Maryland? <laughs> and that's the bad thing about it. Okay. Maryland income, but since she did it in Alabama, it was based on their guidelines, not the cost. And the cost of living between Maryland and Alabama are very different. Okay. So 
it was like uh, in, in Maryland, you understand how much the, the, um, the courts would understand how much I need to maintain. Mm-hmm. But in Alabama, it's a lower amount. Okay. So, like, she was making a certain amount of money and took a pay cut to move down there, and her her uh, uh, quality of life didn't change. And she took a $20,000 pay cut and still was still maintaining at the same level. Okay. So, I'm paying child support like a guy in Maryland that makes $20,000, $25,000 a year more than I actually do. Okay. How how frustrating has this process been for you? It's extremely frustrating. The child was only in my life for a certain amount of time. So, and I never really desired to have one. I did that because I had a younger wife and she was she wanted a child and I did that. Mm-hmm. And that's what my fault. I should not have done that. You don't bring a human being into your life to please another person. That was my fault. That's why I'm not really squawking because I made a bad life decision. Mm -hmm. That's an adult you have to live with. Mm -hmm. But it's also extremely frustrating because I got quite attached to it. Of course. When she left my life, it was devastating. It was sort of like a like a death. Because you know, one minute you have a family, the next minute you don't at all. And the child that you never thought that you wanted is now gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now from episodes from two to now, anybody that I've interviewed who has these situations always said at some point, whether it be midway or just right before I was about to get what I was about to get, I gave up. And I just said, you know what? I'm done. Let her have it. If child support is what she wants for the pet for the next 18 years or how many other years, then she can have it. Just leave me alone. Have you gotten there yet? Almost surely. I don't want to have any. I mean, I really do want to have an interaction with the child. Mm-hmm. But now, after all these years, you would have to start from scratch like a stranger. So. Is it best to just allow things to be the way they are and don't? Because you don't want to, like, if, if, if tomorrow all of this was resolved and all of my uh, uh, difficulty with the child was difficult, then she still had to come up here. She doesn't know my family. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know my family in North Carolina. She doesn't know my family here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know me anymore. But I still have the right to have my child a certain amount of time. Do you take a child, thinks you are a total stranger, take her from the arms of her mother and have her come to a strange city and be surrounded by strange people several weeks out of the year, take her away from her family during certain holidays, even though it's my right? It is, now, I understand completely what you're saying because I, I get it. Because you haven't seen her in so long, and there there is a detachment there. However, it is your right, and you feel a way because, like you said, regardless of if you wanted her or not, you still have an attachment to her. Mm-hmm. She may not have so much as, as one because of you being separated for so long, but you still have love for her. 
Yes. So I feel like what you're saying is while what you're saying is valid, I do still feel like it should still be a situation because you can bring her back and reintroduce her to another part of a family that loves and cares about her as well as this side of the family. So what I wanted to ask you was given a situation where everything works out and regardless to how the mother feels or her new husband feels, she has to let you have the time that you deserve with your daughter. She's 11. She may not be able to comprehend everything that's been going on, but she can comprehend some things. What would that conversation look like between you and her? That's something I've played over my mind a million times. How do you approach someone going, hey, I know you were raised by someone else, and I know you were born from someone else, but from the beginning of your life until a certain point, I was your dad. And the reason why you're in a stable, healthy environment is because I took you out of an unstable environment and took you into my home. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that a child of that age can really grasp the concept that that complex. Mm -hmm. So I would just, I, I would know how I would, how would I approach her. I have a million things that I would like to say. I'm, 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 I don't want to show my anger and my disappointment. I would want to be positive about everything, mm -hmm. but I've missed so much. And mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't, I really can't really, but yeah, that's basically, uh, I mean, she's a bright kid, so mm -hmm. she always was. So, and she, her mom, I'm pretty sure her mom has, you know, told her something up. I know her mom didn't tell her anything particularly negative. Okay. You know, she and I are on the outs. She, I, don't, I doubt that she said anything but so bad about her. Okay. Well, Typically in these situations, not everybody, but regardless, you and her maybe didn't get along, but still sometimes some women like to feed that to the children to kind of like pull them, you know, towards the mother. So what I'm saying is, is that if this is to ever happen, don't be too surprised if you got to clean that up because it does happen, even though the child has no place in whatever happened in the relationship. Sometimes the other parent does, you know, bring that to the child because, oh, they want to look like the hero, I guess. So um, I want to know uh, what, what have been some of the things that, because I know you said everything is taking place in a different state. So I'm pretty sure you had to visit this court, this court, or this court. So what are, what are some of the things that they have told you as far as helping you, or we can't help you, or you need to do this and this, that, and the third. So I just want to know the process and some of the things that you've been through going through this. Well, basically what it is, you have to get a lawyer that any Maryland uh, that is, uh, you have to get a lawyer that has the ability to work with someone who can practice in the original state of, of Alabama. Okay. Because that's where the divorce decree went. 
Okay. Then I have to, they still also have to have the ability to be able to reach out to them and track them down to find out where they are in the new state. Okay. Then when we break everything down, you have to have somebody to be able to reach back and um, go over and make everything, make sure that everything is valid with the adoption that was in South Carolina. So it's sort of like a run around I've been going around and I just have to, and, and, and uh, I have to, that in, on my part, I have to admit, I have to find my original divorce, uh, um, divorce paperwork. I may have not, uh, when I got it, I may have been a little. Uh, well, you do realize that that is public record and yeah. you call and get it whenever you want. want it. I know. That's the easy part. <laughs> so, I mean, I just want to like, have, has any like hearings or anything. I know that she hasn't been to anything, but has there been anything that they made you do? Because I know like one of my guests was saying like they uh, had to do a mediation or, you know, or he had to do a parenting class or something like that. Like, is there anything that they're making you do as far as the system? No, not really. It's just like in Alabama, once a, uh, a custody child support and everything is uh, finalized. Mm -hmm. You can't dispute it for any reason for a couple years. So right. once it's finalized, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. and you have to wait until that statute run out and then you can begin the process. By the time that process is done, they were in a different state. So then you have to go through everything. And I, I haven't really pursued it as hard as I should have. Because I know that when everything is said and done, it's going to be very, very, very unpleasant. Very. And what what makes you why? I'm I'm wondering why you feel. Well, because of the, the individual that I'm dealing with. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let me ask you this question. You just said because when everything unfolds and it's all said and done, because of the individual that you're dealing with, you know it's not going to be nice. So my question to you now is, you get your daughter back in your life and you have to deal with this individual, okay? Would you, will you be able to deal with the individual and have a relationship with your daughter. And when I say that, I'm saying because sometimes it can get so frustrating dealing with someone that does not want to work with you, doesn't want to meet you halfway, doesn't want to comply with the rules that were put in place, and it's, it, and you are trying to do the right thing. But this person is making it hard for you to do the right thing. And more oftentimes, when that's an issue, sometimes the father just throws his hands up and says, you know what? I love my kid, but I can't deal with you. And That's what I'm afraid of. Okay. That's what I'm afraid of. I've known this person since they were really young. And the person who she is now is not the person who I first met. Mm -hmm. And it, it's... And the person who she became was surprising to everyone that knew her through me. There were people who we were mutually acquainted with that that saw her behavior after we broke up. They stopped dealing with her because she was just like a totally different person. They were surprised at her behavior. Mm -hmm. See, I, 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 I am honestly 
when everything started to unfold, it took me kind of off guard because I, I always thought that she and I could remain cordial. I would be the one that would cause all the difficulty, but it was a whole, whole different matter. Mm -hmm. I was the one that was cordial. I was the one that reached out. I was the one that was pleasant. Other person, not so much. So this is like, ooh, this is, uh, so currently you're still going through this. Am I correct? Yeah, right now I'm taking a break. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm regrouping. I'm not going to pursue it until I can take everything from start to finish. Because once I get in it, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a rumble, and and I want to be able to get all my ducks in a row and everything straight before I even begin. Because once I begin, I don't know how they're going to react. Okay. I don't know. This person is magically vindictive, so therefore, I understand I have to get myself in a position where I can deal with whatever comes. Because, okay. yeah, that once you open that door, it is what it is. Mm. Wow. So what do you, what are you looking for? Are you just wanting visitation and the rights to see her, or do you want some type of joint custody? That'd be fine. If I'm going to be paying child support for the next decade and some change, all I want to do is see her. See her and develop a relationship with you. you know that's that's all i'm asking that's all i want so let me ask you this um and of course i we don't want this for you but i'm i'm just trying to give you the what ifs so what if you like you said you get all your ducks in a row you fight you fight it to the end to get the child back in your life and then there's difficulty with uh, creating the relationship. How are you going to react? Something I'm worried about, but you just have to accept the reality of the situation. You know, no matter how painful something is, no matter how you feel about it, if it is one way, then it's that way. And if you do not have the ability to make it a different way, you simply have to deal with it no matter how painful it is. Well, would you... Would you then at least try to, I'm not going to say force, but would you try to develop the relationship or would you just say, you know what? Okay, she ain't feeling it. I'm done with it. As long as it wasn't causing the child a bunch of difficulty. Okay. Now, if she's having difficulty dealing with the situation, then that would be selfishness on my part. Okay. Okay. Right. right. It's like, I may be in the right. Mm -hmm. Her mom may be completely wrong. But if it hurts her, then it hurts me. So there are so many things in the world that we have to protect our children from. How how would you feel knowing that you have a daughter in the world and you're not there to protect her from whatever? That is something that has always weighed on me. Mm -hmm. I mean, heavily. Mm -hmm. I've always, you know, if she was still here, because when we were in Baltimore, I used to see her every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to pick her up every morning, take her to daycare 
or hang out with her on the days where I didn't have to work during the day. We would spend time together mm-hmm. and I could monitor everyone who interacted with her. And when she left, when I lost that ability, that really bothered me. Okay. That really, really bothered me. And it still does because, you know, you don't want anything to happen to the people that you care about mm-hmm. and you have a connection with. Of course, of course, of course. So, wow. Um, so hopefully someone's going to see this and, you know, in the hypothetical situation, someone reaches out to you and says, hey, I saw your story. They said, that what type of help are you looking for as far as the case? Because I know you said that you took a break and it could be for, a, a you know, like you said, you, you want to be ready for whatever comes when you open the door. But if somebody comes and says, hey, Danny, and I listen, let's go. I got everything you need. I mean, what what are you ready for that? I have to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that as an adult, you just have to live with the reality of the situation. It's going to be, I know it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. I've seen other guys try to reconnect with children they've been away from for a long time. And it's never going to be pleasant. And as the adult, you still have to put on the front, you have to put on the good face. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're going through emotionally, if you're still dealing with this child, no matter what me and her mom going through, no matter what legal difficulty we're going through, mm-hmm. I still have to put on the daddy fix. So, uh, yeah, so I, I just had to deal with it. So what have, what have, what are some of the things that you've done in preparation for this? Because I know uh a lot of the stuff that we talked about in previous episodes, I know the judge said you got to keep your documents, you know, keep all your text messages or any, you know, correspondences that you have had with the mother and the past or whatever. Do you have all of those things? Oh, yeah, I have everything I need. It's mm-hmm. just, just I got all my ducks in a row. It's just I'm just trying to get to the point where I can just go ahead and just grind it out now. And, and now that she's a little older. Okay. Now that she's a little older and she can see things for herself and I can actually explain and she'll understand. You know, you, you can't explain why mommy and daddy aren't friends anymore to a six-year-old. Absolutely. But for an 11 or 12-year-old, they have a better understanding about relationships and how people deal with one another. Why do you think that... Um... <laughs> even though it, it probably is not really relevant, but why Why do you think the new husband doesn't want to have any interaction with you? That I can't tell because he honestly refused any, any overture that I made. You know, I tried to be the bigger person mm-hmm. and it was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> And I this I tried to be the bigger person and it still didn't work out. I was like, well, why don't you all come up here if you don't feel comfortable with me being in your space? Mm-hmm. Why don't you come to be in my space? Mm-hmm. No response. Do you feel like if he even knows the situation? Because we don't know what he Oh, knows. I know he doesn't know everything. 
I know there is a narrative. I know there is a narrative, which mm -hmm. is why a lot of people stop interacting with her because she put out a false narrative and people who knew me mm -hmm. knew that it was not true. They knew that was not true. That none of our personal difficulty ever, ever, ever affected the way I related to my daughter. Okay. Well, I know that you said in the beginning that, you know, you really stopped interacting with her family. Have you have you thought about because it's been some years now revisiting those family members or maybe seeing if you could talk to someone about, you know, what's going on or see if somebody can at least point you in the right direction? I was thinking about that. That would and it's going to have to happen, but it's going to it's going to take a, a lot of humbling on my part because people who I had been interacting with in a pleasant manner and doing things and taking vacations with and spending holidays with mm -hmm. for 15 years immediately shut me off mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and no one wanted to hear my side of the story. Yeah. So with you saying that, and, and, and I'm glad that you're honest about, I just haven't gotten to that calm place yet because I do in my conversation with Tavon last week, I told him a lot of his actions were very commendable because I know a lot of people who, would not be able to be in the same space with a person that put them through so much and still be calm. But one thing that people don't realize is that it's not about us. It's about the kid. So how are you prepared to deal with the door if it's slammed in your face by the family member? Because we don't want anything to happen to you, <laughs> you know. We don't. We don't want to read about you on. Oh no 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 no! no. I would never allow them to do that to me. So, I, I, I am the master of my emotions. They do not master me. I I am not one of those guys. If if that was going to occur, it would have occurred in the beginning. Okay. You can't set me off uh, uh, several years later. You know, I'm far beyond that type. Yeah, okay. you won't get me with that. No, I'll just have to deal with them the way I've dealt with them so far. Okay, cool. You don't want to interact with me. It is what it is. I don't really expect them to. Okay. So I won't have my hopes up. It won't have my hopes dashed. It's not something that I, uh, I I hope will happen. It's something that would be nice if it could, but you don't really expect it. There's hope, not expect. Is is the reason why you don't have any more children? Is it because of this? That's that's one point. Mm -hmm. It was never really something that I always wanted. I never really wanted one until I held her for the first time, and then I realized, okay, this is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah, it took me to have a child to realize how great it was to have. But I would never do that again. Plus, you know, I'm, I'm past that point now. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, age-wise, I'm past the point where 
it okay. would make sense whatsoever to have another child. I'm almost 50 now. Okay. So how would, how has this situation like, um, I'm not going to really say interrupted, but shifted like your daily life. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there are things that you think about, or maybe one day you're out and you just happen to look across and you see somebody that might resemble your daughter or whatever the case. Like, do you, ha do you have those days where it's like, Oh, she might be around. You know what I mean? Because you've been looking for her for so long and, you know, cause, cause things like that happen, you know, you go out and just like, oh my goodness. And, you know, do you, do you find yourself doing that at times? Well, sometimes I'll be cleaning up around the house or moving stuff and I'll run across like a little item or a trinket, uh, a Chuck E. Cheese token, mm -hmm. you know, a lot, you know, you have, you have the change jar and the change jar at the bottom was a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens that we had because we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese and we've been to Chuck E. Cheese all up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Anywhere we go, we go to a Chuck E. Cheese. So I'll, I have a, a collection of Chuck E. Cheese uh, tokens from different states. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That'll, that'll be your thing. Um, one day I was moving uh, and I found one of the receiving blankets. Okay. And that'll, that'll make you feel a certain way or certain cartoons you used to watch with her. I used to have her watch certain things that I liked so that when she got older, she would like them too. And now I don't watch them anymore because mm -hmm. it makes me think about her. Now, you said that you are the master of your emotions. So again, in my mental health episode, we talked about how our men don't always display or show emotion. They always hold it in. And then when it comes out, it's it comes out and it's dangerous. So I know that a lot of this that's been going on from, you know, with your fight, trying to find your daughter and be connected with her and everything. I know it took some type of emotional toll on you. Um, and it affected your mental health in some way, not saying that you went crazy or anything like that. What I'm asking is, have you really sat down and talked to somebody and said, oh, this is how I'm feeling or, you know, maybe let out a tear or two or do you just hold this in? I've, I've spoken to some people about it. I definitely have. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely have spoken to some other guys that were in similar situations, you know, because I'm not the only man that had to deal with this interesting thing. That's when a woman, when they get when the relationship is over, sometimes they think that distance is therapy. Mm -hmm. They can make themselves, they remove themselves from the environment and actual the physical presence of having to see their child's father on a regular basis. It'll help them heal quick. Mm -hmm. And I've spoken to other men that have been in similar situations. And then, you know, I, I talked to a few people and I had to get that off my chest because, you know, things, if you, if you, if I hadn't done that, then maybe things would have simmered. Maybe things would have bubbled over. Okay. You know? But, and if, if, if things have progressed the way they did with an individual that would not contact me, would not speak to me, mm -hmm. that lived in the same city as me, maybe things would have gone in a different direction because you're not, I would have been able to just, you know, reach out and talk to him whether he wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so 
let me see. So I want to ask you now. So with this, what it what is your um what is your support system like as far as this fight? Like, you know, because she has her family who's gonna protect her. So do you have people that stand with you and that fight with you and you know want to see you win in this situation? No, my family, my family became very attached to her. And when she was gone, it was it was a piece. Like my family is very close-knit. My family's not really that large, but the people in my family loved one another. And my ex-wife who took her in, she had been there my, the majority of my adult life. So she was family, family. Mm -hmm. And when we brought the baby in, nobody thought I was ever going to have a kid. So when I actually brought one in and gave my father his first grandchild and, you know, my grandmother, one of her you know, great grandchildren, mm -hmm. that was a beautiful moment. And uh, my friends never thought I would, so they embraced her. And when she removed her from my life, it left a void. But my family rallied around me and they kept me together. Are, are the elders still living? No, no, my grandparents. My, my dad's still here. Okay. My dad's still here, but, but all my grandparents are gone now. Well, how has, how has that affected your dad? How has this situation affected your dad? Oh, somebody's going to give him a grandson soon. That's going to happen. <laughs> this is pressure. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I'm out and running now. I did my part. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, besides explaining or trying to, you know, get your daughter to see what was going on and why you guys were separated for so long, to have a conversation with her about just anything. What would that be? I want to know, I, I would let her know that I, she didn't leave my life because I left. That never would have happened. Mm -hmm. She left my life because somebody took her from my life under false pretenses. Like, you know, maybe we're going to start over in a new city, you know, it'd be a good start. But no, it wasn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would never have done that. Never, never would have abandoned my daughter, never would have left my daughter and just let her know under no circumstances was any of this her fault. And I never, ever, 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 ever would have abandoned my child. Okay. But if I'd known it was going to be like this, I would afford to keep her to stay here because I had the ability to do it. But I wanted things to stay cordial and I thought that we could work things out. If things had stayed the way they were supposed to have gone, nobody would have any animosity. Okay. I simply would have done all my visitation the way my visitation was supposed to be laid out mm -hmm. and everything would have went fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you had uh, thoughts of maybe because you're not seeing her, because um, I don't know, because I do know, like you said, with the child support, when it's set, it's set, and you can't modify it for years unless you have one of those life-changing situations, but the court has to determine if it's life-changing or not. Right. Um, I don't know if you're in your limitation for that, but have you ever had the, you know, the thought, look, I'm going down here to try to stop this because I'm paying for a child that I don't even see. That's the only leverage that I have, which is why I try, I, I, I make sure, you know, it is what it is. 
and it's not going to change. But that's the leverage. If you want to continue getting this much, you have to comply. And that was what we were trying to do in the beginning. And then they were gone. So now we have to start all over again and make them come back and go to court in the original state. And I have to go down and stay down there and then go to court in that state. And we all have to go down there together. One thing that I, uh, okay, so ultimately, if you haven't, you know, if you don't know, my goal with this podcast is to put these situations that you and a whole lot of other fathers that are going through and it's, and to show that this stuff is really happening out here. And there are very limited resources for men who want to be fathers. So, like I said, I want people to know that this is definitely a real thing. Now, I've also discussed the fact that um, when a father doesn't pay child support, there are a ton of consequences for him. And that's from losing a license to a passport, jail. We all know what it is. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's going through this, that has a mother that has moved a child from state to state to state to state, and I'm paying for this child, and I haven't seen this child since she was four what do you feel like if any is a uh what's a what's a consequence that you think that would fit this type of behavior because there are no consequences for mothers because no. mothers violate orders they violate everything <laughs> but as soon as the father does it, then like I said, it's jail, no passport, no license or whatever the case. What do you think is a suitable consequence for this type of behavior? I think that it should be equal. Mm -hmm. If I don't comply financially, whatever consequence it is for me Find, uh, if I don't pay my child support, if I don't do the things that I'm supposed to do, I think that they should have the exact same thing occur to them. Because if I don't fulfill my part, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. If you don't fulfill your part, you should have the exact same consequences. If I pay my child support and you are supposed to produce my child, if you do not produce the child, then whatever the court would have done to me, they should do the same to you. Not more, not less, the exact same. It should be parity. Mm. Yeah. And and that and and you're saying that including jail as well. That was, that was your yeah. Saying. Or <laughs> child support should go in escrow. I understand that you have to pay support. You're a father, that's your duty. Even if you didn't biologically create that child, mm -hmm. you took on that legal responsibility. So that's yours and you must eat that. But if I eat my responsibility, you have to eat yours. So, hey, okay, if you don't produce the child and you're supposed to produce the child, then that child support goes in the escrow until the child is produced. Then when you produce the child, then you get child support from escrow, just like a bad landlord. You're hmm. a bad baby's mother, just like a bad landlord. You mm -hmm. get it how you get it. So if you don't allow me to see my child for four months, the money still comes out and you get that lump when you produce my child. That that's parody. I think that's fair. I think I, I, I think I would agree with that because 
we don't nobody wants to see anybody go to jail, whether it's a father, a mother, or whatever, but because the, the consequences for dads don't make sense. You know, I don't pay, you take my license. Okay, well, of course somebody will say, Well, catch the bus to work. Okay, but what if I'm a driver? What if I work for FedEx? What if I deliver pizza? So how am I gonna do this if I don't have a license? And then you take a passport. Going on vacation has what to do with child support. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't figure that out. And how do you pick child support from jail? <laughs> exactly. How is jail a child support stipulate? You don't pay the child support. Right. So you go to jail. So even if you have the ability to stop it, to try to get leverage in a situation where the other person is not fulfilling their part, mm -hmm. you can't even use your child support as leverage because then you have to eat all the consequences of not paying your child support. You can't go to a child support judge and go, look, I have this money in the account and I'll release these funds as soon as they give me my child. No, you are now in arrears of your child of your child support and now you have to pay the arrearage uh, and, and the penalties yeah. to the mom. Because I and know- you put in, yourself in, je in jeopardy. Right, and because in Maryland, I believe, if not unless they've changed it, um, when you are locked up, you have to pay a certain percentage to get like the child support is your bail Fair to enough. get out. <laughs> so none of this makes sense to me. But your your situation is unique because your daughter was adopted. I wanted to know in the adoption agreement, was there was there anything put in place as far as that, or it was just okay, no, here's two people that are adopting a baby. Like, was there like any more like extensive paperwork that said, okay, well, if you split up, this happens, or you know, anything of the sort like that? No. When you adopt a child, then it's the exact same responsibility, and you have the exact same rights and the exact same uh, responsibility as a biological parent. It's no, it's no different. It's no special stipulations for an adoption. Okay. When the parents break up, it's just like a biological child. And you did sign her birth certificate. No, I didn't sign a birth certificate. Her birth dad signed the birth certificate. I signed the adoption papers. Okay. Cause that, right. And I was asking because I was wondering, like, because she was put up for adoption, does she get like a birth certificate with your name and your wife's name? No. Her birth certificate originally had her birth name on it. And then when we got her, we changed her birth name. But on her birth certificate, it has her birth parent's name on it. Okay. Yeah, we have adoption paperwork with our names on it saying that that's our child, but you don't change the birth certificate, uh, the information birth certificate. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not, and I'm asking because I'm not, I'm not clear on the adoption process. I, I don't know how that works, you know. Um, I had a, a family member who did go through that, but the children were, uh, I know they were, the judge said that it was okay to remove the father and put the new person that was going to adopt the kids because the mother had passed away. So that's why I was asking, you know, is, is there a new birth certificate that's produced after you adopt her. She had a new birth certificate with her new birth name on it, but the name of her birth mom and her birth dad are on it. Okay. But they had their, you know, they they had their rights terminated because we did it in, in um, South Carolina. Right. South Carolina, there is no waiting period. It's no, uh, 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 there's some states 
when you get you have a certain amount of time where you can change your mind about whether or not you want the child back. Mm-hmm. But in South Carolina, the instant you as the birth mother sign on a dotted line, you terminate all rights and abilities to try to reclaim the child. Okay. okay. Yeah. So then after that, it, then it doesn't matter whose name is on the birth certificate. You've already signed the uh, away your ability to um, to try to uh, reclaim it. So it okay. didn't really matter. So it's safe to say that if somebody wanted to give you a hand with this, your absolute uh, number one thing would be finding that really good, good lawyer. Mm-hmm. Is what yeah. you're saying. Right. Because I understand, you know, child support is child support and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any problem paying my child support as long as I get to see my daughter along the lines of actually what was legally declared by the judge. If you do your thing and I'll do my thing. It's not a problem. It's never been a problem. Never missed a payment because that's my, I'm not trying to take any of the uh, consequences of not paying my child support because that's not really leverage. It doesn't benefit me. All it makes me say, well, he's not living up with his responsibilities. Why should we give him visitation? Okay. But they can see that he has every single month like clockwork, paid his child support, but hasn't received his visitation since this particular time, Okay. then he's doing the things that he's supposed to do. Maybe this man is in the right. Okay, absolutely. And so before we, you know, shut down, I want to, number one, thank you for reaching out. Uh, well, actually, someone you know, introduced me to your story, but I do thank you for coming on and sharing your story because like I said, some I want somebody to see this for more reasons than one. Um, uh, but one, one reason in particular is to get you the help that, you know, that you need to fight this case. But I always ask all of my guests, if you had any advice for anybody that is going in this direction or, you know, or, or just any advice for anybody, period, as far as being a father and dealing with these types of situations, what would it be? Behave in a logical and rational manner under all circumstances. You are the father, you are under the microscope. Don't make emotional decisions that have legal and financial consequences. Once you and that individual are no longer together, then you're no longer together and the the leeway that you gave that person, the benefit of the doubt that you gave that person, that no longer apply. That's not your lady. That's not your wife. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you did, that's not your wife anymore. She's a single woman. And she has no concern of anything in this world except for that child and herself. Mm-hmm. Be rational. And any is there anything else? As far yeah. and, and and as far as the fight, like you're absolutely right because, like you said, we sometimes let the emotions take over, and it's like, oh, and because I'm trying so hard to be a good father, but you keep putting up these walls, and and now I have to resort to drastic things, and and then things happen. And, and as a man, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself if you do all the things that you were supposed to do as a man, and it fails. You're not less of a man. You just had a bad run. 
You may have picked a bad partner. You might have just had a bad run, a run of bad luck. But as long as you know in your heart you did everything that a man is supposed to do in that situation, you're not the bad guy. Absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you so much again for coming on and sharing your story. Like I said, hopefully someone will see this and they will reach out to you or they'll reach out to me to get to you. But to avoid all of that, if somebody wanted to reach out to Danian, how would they be able to do so? Oh, you could just simply email me at my name, Danian, D-A-I-N-I-A-N-S-M-I-T-H at Gmail. Okay. And I always return my emails. Thank you so much again for coming on and sharing your story. I really do appreciate it. And it's, it, it touched my heart because I just, I feel because you didn't say, oh, I haven't seen her in two or three years. You said since she was four. So that's what makes it even more intense. And I just, I, you know, I, I pray for you and I pray that this has, this situation has the best outcome and you're able to bond with your daughter and you guys can get back to, you know, the relationship that you had. And I pray that it's not difficult because that would be the worst thing. But we're going to pray for the best and we're going to see if anybody can reach out to you and kind of lead you in the right direction. But again, I do thank you for expressing interest and for sitting down and having this conversation with me. Thank you. Thank you very much for giving me the platform. No problem. Good night, everybody. This wraps up episode nine of Fathers Ain't Podcast. Again, I'm Tana Shell, and I'll see you next week for the season finale, which would be episode 10. Good night.